Hello, good morning, and welcome to episode number <laughs> 17. 17, we're on episode 17. Ha, it's gone fast. Uh, we did have a week off last week, so I semi-apologise, semi-apologise. Anita was on holiday on holiday. Uh, she managed to get away properly. I know a lot of uh, people struggled with the flights being cancelled. Is it on purpose? Maybe, possibly. Let you make your mind up on that one. Uh, but she did manage to get away, so hopefully we'll have a catch-up with her next week. And I had a week off. I only intended of having a week off from my jobs. But I decided to take a full week off from work, a full week off from writing, and thus the podcast. But my intentions were there to do a podcast last week. <laughs> I did record one. Um, we, well, I touched on a bit more on Lucy Letby. And then after I recorded it and started to download it, the uh, people that I depend on, if you, if you will, the people that I watch on YouTube uh, for my crime fascination, uh, did some videos that changed my opinion on it. So with Lucy Letby, last week the headlines, well, the week before I said the headlines were starting to turn a little bit in the terms of the narrative that were pumping out with Lucy Letby. And indeed, last week they did. There was a lot of talk saying that experts and people that were into crime, such as myself, um, were not convinced with the way that the trial had panned out. That's not my opinion. That's just what the headlines were. I just happened to be in the uh, crime-obsessed community. Uh, but they were saying that the opinions had changed slightly. And I believe there was a... It wasn't GoFundMe, but there was a fund, <laughs> if you like, that was being put in place to call for a retrial, I believe, for Lucy Letby. Now, from I'm not savvy on the law whatsoever or anything that goes on in court i've never well i've been in court once um, but nothing nothing too serious <laughs> not a criminal uh, but it's my understanding that for retrial they can only do that if new evidence or evidence that wasn't brought up in the original case is brought forward um which may well happen in the future we don't know it has happened before where nurses of people or people in the uh, care industry have been charged with various crimes such as murder, and five, ten years down the line, they've been resolved of their crimes. There's been new evidence brought forward, and they've been found not guilty. I don't know if that's going to happen. I watched Danielle Kirsty on YouTube. She is basically the UK's answer to Bailey Serian, and she did a very, very in-depth YouTube video on Lucy Letby. Um, prior to watching that, I had a very open mind. I was willing to hear any and all sides of the story, but Danielle really presented a non-biased version of events, and I think she's guilty. I think she's guilty. Very suspicious. Um, it, was, it was certainly things in there that weren't mentioned on the mainstream media, even the air quotations right, right-wing media certainly didn't point these facts out but there's just little things in there no she was in rooms that she shouldn't have been in where these babies were she'd asked people to leave including the parents of the of the children and they just wound up dead wound up dead uh, 
so yes, it was. I, su- I suppose in a in a legal sense, it was a very, very much a case of the words gone. The words gone out my head. Sweet Jesus, I've been up for hours too. I should be awake by now. Circumstantial, circumstantial. A lot of it really was in court circles, circum circumcision. <laughs> God, circumstantial evidence. Uh, but when you actually listen to the timeline events, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fully convinced she's guilty, I'm afraid. And that's not allegedly. I, I genuinely do believe that Lucy Letby is, is guilty from the timeline of events that have come to light. Now, the other thing that I really wanted to kind of catch up on just a little bit, there's not too much to add, but it's potentially a big, big story. And I think a lot of the, um, maybe not the mainstream, but a lot of the more influences on the, I'm going to say the right. I don't think they're, they're right wing, but for all intents and purposes, they'll be classed as right wing. But they are now discussing the Hawaii Maui fires a little bit more in detail because some interesting things have come to light. Now, I said on the last podcast that one of the main guys in charge had explained that they didn't use the sirens because they were worried that people were going to use them or think that they were being used for tsunami and run back into the fires. I mean, he got grilled on this because of the fact that on the own government's website, you know, there's a whole plethora of reasons why those alarms would go off and tsunami wasn't even at the top of the list, which looked a bit suspicious. The mayor of Maui had tried to defend, I can't remember what the guy was, but he tried to defend this guy that was speaking at the podium against the reporters. It just looked a little bit suspicious. However, the guy that made the claim that he did not set off the alarms because he was worried about it being taken as a tsunami call resigned not long after that interview or press meeting. So he has now gone. The other interesting thing that has started to come out of Hawaii, really, I do believe there's a few fires still going, but the main one, that is not me having wind. I'm just opening a bottle of sparkling water. (laughs) Um, The other thing that's coming out is independent journalists are being stalked and threatened. Some of this, you know, it's not just hearsay. It has been, they've been doing interviews on live television and these people that are stalking them and threatening them have crept up behind them in the background and started giving them grief live on these interviews. Uh, They've been receiving emails, demanding, threatening, if you will, that they do not show any more photographs of the damaged cause by these fires and really just to kind of keep a lid on everything, keep quiet, stop doing what you're doing, fuck off back home, basically. And with that, the local communities in Maui or Hawaii are speaking out on social media. They're giving their side of the stories. They're doing various different interviews with with mainstream media outlets, but also non-mainstream media outlets. And their story, I think, is quite disturbing. And I, I don't really know what to make of it. There's no reason to doubt these people. You know, they've been through absolute hell. I think at the minute the death tolls 67, which in the grand scheme of things I can appreciate doesn't sound too many, but on a little island like that, you know, it's it's 
a catastrophic tragedy, really, with what's gone on in Hawaii and the, the amount of people that have died. So what are these people now coming out and saying? Well, the local residents, from the snippets that I've watched online, and you know, as far as I'm aware, they're still available online. You can just, just punch it in the old Google on the YouTube and you'll be sure to find them. I know Russell Brand's covered it quite a lot over the last week. We'd started talking about it first, can I just say, but however, <laughs> I'm glad that it's been spoken about. So the local residents, um, it was said that the water and electricity was turned off within the fires. There's been no real explanation for why that had happened, but it transpires that with the time that it started, a lot of the school children were returning home and they were dropped off at their homes. And with what was going on further afield on the main on the main high street, if you will, a lot of these kids were at home alone. The adults were saying that they were trying to either get back home and or some of them were trying to evacuate the area. However, when they got to the end of the main road, which I believe is the only way out of this this area, it's just the one road out, it was blocked, barricaded. The police, if that's what they called them over there, but the police were stopping vehicles, leaving the area and we're trying to guide people back to the town which is obviously where the fire was so a lot of these people that survived these barricades on the roads to exit the area had said that they'd the only thing they could do was abandon their cars and walk run call me a conspiracy theorist but I do not see any logical reason why you would barricade the only exit, the main road, out of this area when there is a fire and guide people back towards it. Doesn't make any sense, does it? Whatsoever. Now, we mentioned... In the previous episode, there was a lot of talk of developers trying to buy the land off the locals. The government over there were saying they were going to buy big chunks of the burnt-out land to make into memorials. Um, I think it's suspicious. I think the local residents over there are now saying that they find it suspicious. They're doing all they can to stop their government to stop the developers buying this land off them and this isn't just a case of okay it's been a week or two we're gonna try and rebuild and we're gonna buy this land off you and rebuild Maui and Hawaii no this was within hours (laughs) not even a day after the fires the government and the developments were trying to buy this land off the residents, which these residents have been, you know, to to them, as far as I know, it's it's sacred land. They've been trying to protect it uh, for years, if not decades, from being developed on, from being modernised, from being ruined to the hands of developing developers and the government. So that's the that's the Hawaii Maui 
kind of update. We'll we'll keep a close eye on that one. I think you know that there's there's a lot of theories going around. There's a lot of speculation, um, which you know it things like this are caused when things don't make sense. You know, and I I think we're at a point now, especially over here in the in Western civilization, where the majority of us, not all of us, the majority of us realize that actually governments are not there for our best interest with the majority of things. I think the last two, three years has really proven that point. And I think if you do believe that the government's there with your best interest at heart, then you're rather naive and probably need to wake up. And if you've not realized that by now, then you're probably a bit too far gone. Which brings us on to the next update. There was a guy called Alex Jones. Some of you may know him. The mainstream media and the left will brand him as far-right extremist conspiracy theorist. Which, okay, do you know what? I don't agree with everything that he says. I do the majority of the stuff that I watch with him in it. I just think, mm, I'm not really in into this. Uh, however, he said not long back, that the mask mandates were coming back in and everyone snubbed him off and said, you know what, he's an absolute nut job. He's a right-wing extremist conspiracy theorist. It's a lot of crap. We're not going to listen to him. And then what happens? <laughs> in good old America, the land of the free, uh, I believe it was the universities, had universities and TV and film studio companies were bringing back mask mandates and I believe social distance, distancing uh, mandates as well in those environments and of course the mainstream media the minute they got wind of this were flicking the bean and creaming the knickers over the fact that these old locked lock, lockdown lock <laughs> these old lockdown and mandate stuff were solely being reintroduced and they were printing how amazing it was and experts in air quotations were saying how fabulous you know the masks did and the mandates did and the social distancing and the restrictions were which was a lot of crap and we've said it before on here that really you can get an expert for the right price to say anything that you want really this has been proven time and time again especially with corporate companies big mass companies that have fucked over the communities around them or the general public or the people buying their products. You know, it's not a new thing. Uh, Unfortunately, in this world, money is a big driver and everything else is collateral damage. So, you know, you can get an expert to wing any result (laughs) that you like, realistically. Um, So, yes, if you're reading these headlines saying masks and whatever were brilliant and worked, take it with a pinch of salt, do a bit of extra research, maybe go somewhere that's non-biased and follow follow the line of money, seeing who's writing the report, what their connections are, where they work, who funds where they work or who their connections are, and just follow the the train of money. Uh, I I know with Moderna, I know they said it was back payments, but they were caught giving $40 million to the NIH in America, which I think is the National Institution of Health. You know, it's quite a big, a big authoritative body in America. Uh, they said it was back, pay- back payments, but, you know, it's $40 million, darling. You're a pharmaceutical company paying a health body. Money doesn't look too good there, does it? And we know that over here in the UK, over, oh, 
that the government were paying the likes of the BBC and so on quite a considerable amount of money during that time, especially when we were being fed the propaganda on the television daily. And we know that from the stuff that was pumped out on the television that a lot of data was manipulated, uh, not told as was, and was used to an advantage of fear porn. However, it does look as if, especially over here and in America, that they are trying to sneak back in or considering bringing back in the mask mandates, possibly restrictions. I know of in the UK, if you didn't know, that they have been building vaccine state injectable sites uh, since the beginning of summer. Why? Why are you building them in summer when these viruses come round in winter? Maybe they know something we don't know. However, I think we do have a new variant, which I'm going to have to Google. I've forgotten the name. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Uh, new. Bollocks. Well, predictive text sometimes is great. However, when you get the wrong one. What have they called it now? I know what it means in English and various other other languages. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, how frustrating. Parola. <laughs> Parola. It sounds like a posh woman's name crossed with a pasta. Parola, which in some languages means penis, cock. Which I think is rather ironic to say that I would imagine with Parola, the new variant, that they're going to try and fuck us up the arse with it. Ironic to say that it's called penis in most languages. Um, you know, I think since the first round of moment, the propaganda and the fear porn kind of wore off with that a little bit. You know, we all started seeing through the trees a little bit on that one. Then global warming or global boiling now, as they're calling it, even though it's fucking freezing over here in the UK and has been for the last year. Um, the green agenda really became the new humid fear porn. And now we've got parola. Parola. Um, we'll see what happens. I think a lot of people have woken up now. I've said it plenty of times. I don't think people are as susceptible to the propaganda anymore. I think people have woken up to what the government's really like. I think they've woken up to how things are presented in the media a bit more and they're more open to doing their own research. Um, there's obviously people still out there, the fucking weirdos that are that far gone. They're still wearing masks today. Still follow invisible lines around supermarkets and restaurants and car parks and the high streets. They're, uh, they're probably over the moon that there's the potential here that they're going to be told once again what to do and when to do it and to put a mask on and they're better than everybody else. And if you're not doing it, you're a murderer and a scumbag. Um, so I'd imagine they're quite excited that Parola, stupid fucking name, is potentially going to bring back the good old restrictions again. Maybe. You know, it's um, 
why he's still relevant and why he still speaks anywhere at all. I, I don't know why, but, you know, it wasn't that long ago, maybe a month, if not more, that Matt Hancock said that, you know, the government would definitely consider doing it all again. I am telling you now, I will not be putting any mask on ever again. I will not be following arrows around a supermarket. I will not sit and believe that walking through a restaurant with a mask on for all of two seconds to a table to then be able to take it off to sit down for four or five hours to eat is going to save any life. Um, I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. I think it's ridiculous. I don't think any country could survive another winter of restrictions any mandate, especially with the economy. I don't care what they say with the the way the economy is. I know they blamed it a lot on the Ukraine war. Absolute poppycock, ridiculous claim. Um, we're all in the shit, shit show with money and the economy because of what the government did with restrictions, lockdowns, and so forth. So let's just <laughs> see, what, see what winter brings. But um, if you're going to be coming on here expecting me to support you putting your fucking mask on. I won't be doing it. I think you're a moron. Um, and, and there was a report, actually. I'll have to try and find it. Um, the, is it. The NK, whatever, nine masks, you know, the proper medical ones. There was a test done on those maybe a couple of weeks ago that showed, actually, that the stuff they're made from isn't actually very good for your health. But I'll try and dig that out for the next week because I only glanced at it briefly. I didn't really uh, read into it too much. But we shall see, darlings. We shall see where that goes. But yeah, really, in the news, it's not been quite hefting, really. Good old Dylan Mulvaney's back. Um, I think that was some award show, I think. I can't remember what it was now. I just I just saw a video of the speech. But, hmm, not really sure how I felt about that one. It was very kind of, you've done me wrong. The world's done me wrong. Like, you know, maybe a messaging could have been just a little bit more upbeat. <laughs> a bit more thankful that you're able to now charge, was it $40 million? To do a speech for people? Get fucked. Absolutely not. Mm. That was it. I think it's charging. Oops. Slip of the tongue there, darlings. Do apologise. Uh, Dylan's charging around, I'm sure it was $40 million or $40,000 to give speeches on women's things in lectures, basically. That's not a bad job. I quite happily take, I take £40 to give women a speech on women's health <laughs> To be honest, at the minute, forty thousand or forty million dollars, I, I, yeah, I, I talk for a, a week solid for that amount of money. Uh, the Snow White backlash. We discussed not long ago that the Snow White, uh, live action, was causing a bit of a stir. The famous guy with dwarfism. I am going to have to Google his name. I, see, secretly, I know fuck all, nothing. Snow White. Live action. His name is. Okay, they've not got it on there anymore. For why, darling? Why? 
Why is the internet against me today? Why is it gone? He's like one of the most famous actors. No, they've taken him off. Unless he's been sacked, maybe. Nope, I can't find him. But he's a very famous actor with dwarfism, essentially, who kicked off. We'll give you a refresh. He kicked off um, a while back saying that, you know, it was very outdated to have dwarves living in a cave, blah, blah, blah. He didn't agree with it, even though Snow White's dwarves were never in a cave. They had quite a nice cottage, actually, better than what most conditions we're living in today. <laughs> so he kicked off with that, and then they Disney decided to scrap 99% of the dwarves, and they're now six-foot-tall men and women, and then just the one guy with dwarfism. Um, no, convenient for him that he is now the only dwarf out of the dwarves, that's getting paid the big bucks. I'm just saying there might be something there. Trying to get rid of the competition. Um, and then obviously there was the whole debate with this with the actress playing Snow White. No, she's, I believe, Hispanic. Snow White's supposed to be white, according to the story. That's where she gets her name from. That's the whole... I wasn't too particularly bothered about that. You know, she's... You know, if she was the best actor for the job, she was the best actor for, actress for the job, so be it. Let, let whoever play it. I'm not really bothered. Um, but her attitude. Jesus. And the woman that plays the evil queen. Them two. I, I, I don't know if they will, but I wouldn't be surprised if Disney think, you know, shit, you two have fucked this up. We're going to have to cancel this film and redo it. You have royally fucked this up. Their interviews are terrible. They've been slagging off the original. They've been slagging off the the time period that the original cartoon animation came out on the son i believe of the original voice for snow white in the animation has come out and turned against the new snow white that the whole thing is an absolute shit show she's arrogant she's cocky she's got no respect she's entitled uh, there was a video going around of her I think she was involved in the in the the strikes that were going on in Hollywood, saying that, you know, if she's going to stand around for whatever hours, eighteen hours in a dress, she wants to be paid for every single hour. Like, it's, you're not on a normal average wage, darling. You're, you're getting paid thousands, millions for doing these kind of roles. Shut the fuck up, stand in your dress, and get on with the job that you decided to do, that you don't have to do, that you can quite easily, if you're that bothered about how you're treated, go and get a normal job like the rest of us. Uh, but the point is, her and... Uh, Segler is her name. I want to say Rachel's Rachel Ziegler? Yeah, Rachel Ziegler. And the evil queen is Gal Gadot. Both of them fucking horrible people. So yeah, oops. It wouldn't surprise me if they've well and truly fucked up <laughs> Snow White live action for for Disney. I think Disney really needs to take a look at themselves. I think they need to, you know, stop what they're doing. Stop with the remakes. There's no need for them. I, I semi-understand partly why they do it. I believe, you know, when they've got the rights to these stories, because, you know, most of these Disney stories are not theirs. They didn't create it. Um, a lot of them come from places like the Brothers Grimm. And I believe that they only get the license 
to use certain characters for X amount of time, and they have to keep using them in order to keep the license going, which is why every now and again you'll get Disney films that throw in randomly in the background characters from different animations or different Disney films, you know, things like, is it Racket Ralph? Um, they had all of the Disney princesses in certain areas of the film. And I, from what I understand, it's to keep that license going to be able to allow them to use it. And if they don't use them, then, you know, there's a, there's a an end date, essentially, to them being legally allowed to use these characters. So I, I just think Disney needs a, an, a complete shake-up I don't know who the fuck's running it, but I think Walt Disney would be turning in his grave. I know, allegedly. He's not who wasn't supposed to be. The greatest <laughs> people who are in big companies these days, who is a nice person, we don't know. Um, but I think he'd be rolling in his grave at the state of Disney these days. It's um, not what it used to be when I was a, a, a wee laddie. No. So we've, we're getting quite a way on, really, with... The podcast we're doing okay and we're not far off episode 20 and i did promise we'd do sporadic episodes with different things i know i mentioned doing covering the pusher as a criminal case from manchester and doing interviews with people um and i think we're nearly at the point now where i'm comfortable doing that you know we've we've nearly done 20 episodes now i've just Gossip, people sending questions in, keeping up to date with the news that people aren't really talking about. And you know, I, I think we've got the swing of it because, boy, did we have teething problems at the beginning. Tech was not on our side. Things were a disaster. Uh, I'm definitely a lot more comfortable talking to myself, even though I do that daily anyway. So, yeah, I, I think you know, we're, ne- we're nearly ready to take it to the next, next step really, with doing interviews and dabbling in and out of different topics, because I appreciate the news and things like that is not up to everybody's taste. And neither is gossip, you know. And there's a few comments that we don't really know what the niche <laughs> niche is for the podcast, but there wasn't ever meant to be a niche. It was just kind of anything and everything was on the table and nothing was written off, and we'll, we'll just see where it goes and see what people like. I know the last, not last week's, but the week before that's episode did really well with the Lucy Letby stuff and the mushroom, was it the mushroom murder last week as well? Did we do the mushroom murder? I've not chased up on her. I'm guessing they found her guilty. Well, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping after episode 20 that we can start bringing other people into the podcast for interviews and, you know, we can start talking to some interesting people. I want to do a little bit more of a look into it crime because i just enjoy it you know and i keep seeing i don't know if any if you see them on your facebook but it'll be like if people that find it'll be like an advert that'll be a story on if people people that find true crime and murder really relaxing and therapeutic and like watching it are psychopaths well <laughs> i sleep i go to sleep to crime podcasts and audiobooks so welcome to Pods up, psychopaths. Psychopaths spelled with a P, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, yes. Let's let's see what after episode 20 brings. There's plenty of people that I want to talk to. Um, we'll see what happens. 
I think they're going to leave it there for this week. I know it's short, I know, but I wasn't even going to do this morning, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I've normally we've done and recorded by now. Um, we're a little bit late, but here we are. We'll keep it nice, short, and sweet. Anita should be back next week. I'm gonna. I probably should hound Mark and see what's going on. I don't know if he, if he's still alive, darlings. I don't know. Where is Mark? But we shall see. We shall see. It is so warm in here today, honestly. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We'll leave it there for this week. And we shall see you again next week. We always appreciate the people that listen to us weekly. Um, we we get those the, those Date that data through. Um, we don't know who you are, <laughs> but I can see the same um, locations popping up every week. So I really appreciate you tuning in every week just to listen to either just me rambling on or me and Anita rambling on. You know, I thoroughly enjoy it. I probably use it more selfishly to keep in contact with Anita because I, like I said, I, I enjoy her. Com- I enjoy her conversations. I like being able to discuss things like this. Um, freely i we've had a couple of warnings i don't know if we're going to get pulled or we're going to get banned if we do we do we find a different platform to use i don't know uh, but I, in, I enjoy being able to talk about these topics with just somebody you know without any bias or leaning to one side or the other it's just kind of a an open pool uh, but we do we do appreciate the people that join in every week we appreciate the people that send in questions we have had quite a few questions a lot of them are on the topics that we've mentioned over the last few episodes so i i hope i hope that i've covered those for those people over the last two episodes not two weeks because i missed last week but the two episodes um but keep sending them in you know as i keep saying nothing is off the table nothing's off the cards if there's any story you want me to look into i'm happy to do it if there's anything you want discussed or a debate over i'm happy to do it i don't mind i'm i'm quite open to reading different articles. Fire away. Send them in, darling. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I don't often post on it. No, it's, it's probably the wrong thing to say, but it's not like this big raging community. I just, I, I hate social media. I'm not one for it, to be honest with you. Um, so I usually just put up saying, we're up, the episode's live, go listen to it. Um, there's not a lot going on there. Yeah. Maybe in due course, things might improve for our social medias. <laughs> Maybe not. So enjoy the rest of your week. I apologize, not really, for last week. I'm missing one. But hopefully we shall see you again with Anita next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Where is the off button? <laughs> the off button's not working. Why is it I'd whistle you a tune <laughs> until it cuts off my car whistle. Oh, there we go.